0: Everybody. welcome back to the SMC podcast. I'm Jamin, a pastor here in the Southern Michigan Conference. And on the line, I've got another pastor in the Southern Michigan Conference. It's Paul Parker. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Now, uh, I was just told um, to, and I don't know if you want this to even carry on from where you were before, but you've been called P-squared. That's Pastor Paul Parker, is that right?
1: Yes. At that time it was Pastor Paul Parker of Port Huron. So yeah, lots, lots of fun with that.
0: And were you hoping for that to follow you to where you are now? Or do we need to just like go back and edit the podcast already? You need to keep that under wraps. You know, you reach a point <laughs> where <laughs> I've certainly been called worse. <laughs> now we got you on the line today because uh, we've been hearing some cool stories about things going on. And I-, I thought we'd start where we've already been here on the podcast quite a few times. Uh, all across our conference, uh, we have people rising up to try out dinner church, which is, you know, we call it a new method of trying to reach out, but really it's a method as old as the church itself with love feasts and things like this, where people just got together and ate. So you guys have, uh, taken this up a little bit yourself, uh, which, uh, uh we'd like to just kind of hear a little bit about how that's working out for you guys.
1: Well, we, we've taken kind of different twists with it. Um. We're a small congregation and we were trying to figure out how can we how can we break into our community and, and make a difference there. And so after conferences last year, we had heard so many amazing stories about dinner church that we were talking with our delegate on the way home, and she said, you know, there is a building downtown um, that is subsidized housing that one of our folks live in they have been dying to see us do something down there and she said maybe this could be the answer so we started to brainstorm about it because um we're not a big budget operation and so taking on something like that um we just kind of worked it through and talked it around got other leaders involved in it and came up with sort of a different concept Um, we set aside a little bit of money um, in case there was a week that we didn't um come up with the food. But basically we started putting out sign-up sheets in the congregation um that people would sign up for a particular item, like you would a, a funeral dinner. And um each person then we we broke it down. We've got two, three weeks out there at a time. And um the people would sign up. They'll bring the meat for tonight. Um, then they come down and right off the bat, we had, um, about 15 of our own people going down and just putting on dinner for them. Um, it's been fun to see the response of the folks down there. It, it is a large apartment complex. It's about 70 apartments in it. And, um, it was a group of people that were not connecting with each other. Um, lots of individual apartments, no tie-in with your neighbor, unless their stereo was too loud and they they turn it down or or something to complain about. And so the first week we went in there, um, we had people coming and peeking in the door to see what was going on, and then scooting back down the hallway. And so I finally went, stationed myself at the door and and started inviting folks in and saying, hey, you know, you know, so-and-so, come on in. Why don't you join with us? And so what we do each week is different menu each week that we've set up. Folks bring the food down. Um, We have our our meal. After that, I do a, a short Bible story, usually with some kind of application, And then we break up at the tables where they're already spread out to eat. We have our folks go and sit at each table and then um, we take prayer requests from them and and pray about them at the table so that each person is is involved from our end. Um, The interesting thing that that has done for our congregation is that it has changed us from mission over there that we send money to, to mission right here that we go and be a part of. And so the enthusiasm level in the congregation about it all, um, we had one week where I think it was nine people gave their hearts to the Lord as a part of this. So you can imagine the response of our people.
0: That's awesome. You know, there's a, a book by Michael Frost. He's a missiologist. I think that's a word. Uh, And the title of it is just The the New Going is Staying, which is just that kind of implication of what you were just saying about, you know, rather than just like, you know, everybody overseas needs help and the mission field is way out there, just recognizing like right here if I stay in this place and and reach out. Not that out there is not important, but like, you know, mentally getting used to like, getting involved in the mission field right around me. Uh, and so that's that's awesome. You guys, now, that's what's really cool about it is dinner churches are flexible. They work in a whole lot of different ways. But for you guys, the idea was to intentionally um, find a, a spot that you had already identified. We could do it here, you know? Rather than have people come to you, you go to them.
1: The fun part about it is that when we first started going down there, as I said a minute ago, these people were not connected. Um, what we began to watch develop is when we when we would get down there at the beginning, I would need to call somebody and ask them if they could come and unlock a door to let us in. Now, when we go, there's already people gathered in the room and the lights are on. And as each of our people come in the door, uh, forgive the analogy here or the comparison but they feel like they're walking into into cheers where everybody knows your name (laughs) oh and, and the other thing about it that's been really interesting is if our folks one of them miss a week um when they come back here are the folks there from the the apartment complex going hey we missed you we wondered if you were okay um in fact this last week i had were involved in a program with Optimus club here and so had to be down at the courthouse. We were meeting uh, one of the judges is, is on our Optimus club and she's heading up an art program so we had a had a meeting down there in um, in her jury room and after we, as we're walking in the door um, here's one of the young guys whose grandpa is in this apartment complex and he comes real often with his grandpa. And he's walking across the, you know, the inside of the court area. So my wife called out to him and she said, you okay?" And he said, well, I was down here with my brother. And um, so we talked to him a minute or so and started to walk away. And Kay said to him, so you're coming next week for dinner, church? And he said, tacos, right? (laughs) And said, yes, it is tacos. He said, well, that's my favorite meal. He said, I will definitely be there. And uh, we're walking away, and I looked at my wife, and I said, I had no idea this week was Taco Week. I said, <laughs> I can't believe he's this plugged into it. Yeah. So it, it's been a neat opportunity to, to really engage people and have them um, make us feel valued. You know, that's not the goal, but make us feel valued and our church people feel like they're important to this group of people.
0: Yeah, a lot of times we think, like, if we're giving of ourselves somewhere that uh, there's going to be nothing in it for us. But it always seems like really some of the most moments of spiritual value is is when you're serving others. God just has a way of kind of serving you and doing that. So there's always that component. Um, now, you guys, you're doing this inside of an apartment complex, you said, right? They have a community room in their basement. Mm-hmm. Um, So what was involved
1: with that is I went to their uh, facilities director and um, talked to him ahead of time, told him what we were thinking about. It was interesting that he said, you know, the the one comment I want to make to you guys is he said, if you're going to say you're going to do this, do it and stick to it. He said, because we had lots of groups that have come in, uh, lots of fanfare, and then they didn't follow through. Mm-hmm. And um, our people, you know, they put themselves into it, so you you got to follow through. Well, a few weeks, oh, probably a month or so ago, I had a reason I needed to go down and talk to him. We wanted to to set up an electric piano down there to use. And um, as I was talking to him, he said, uh, "I hear your turnouts are going really well." And I said, "Oh yeah," he said, "Everybody." in the buildings excited about what's happening. And he said, we're aware that you guys, some weeks are filling up the chairs down there. And he said, I've been talking to the, this associate director. He says, I've been talking to the director. And he said, when you guys run out of seating, we'll figure out a way to get more in there because he's, this is, this is good for us. Yeah. And uh, what a, what an amazing thing.
0: Yeah. uh, And this might be a very easy strategy for others to, To plug into as well, because I know at least like in our area, um, one of the boards in town that I sit on, they were talking about uh, starting up what was called a community living room in uh, an apartment complex in our town, which is like one of the poorer complexes of our town. And, you know, we all kind of wondered, like, uh, is anyone going to show up to a community living room where there's just a space kind of like you guys have in this basement where... People could be present to eat, to play games and things like that. And it's interesting, this, you know, this isn't a dinner church. It's actually just a secular um, gathering of just the rooms open to come be together. And it seems to have really taken off to the point that they've had to, like, max out their hours to have it open more for people to have other different things from around town come in and be able to get to know one another. So like even from a secular standpoint, it it seems like people are kind of gravitating to this idea. So it's awesome to see that like from a Jesus perspective, you know, you guys were able to say this could work right in this spot and showing how it's worked for you guys and how it's worked here in Jackson with some other ways. This might be a really easy thing for for our listeners, if they know a place in town where they could just try to bring the community together where yeah. it's already living together, you know. Well, that, that could do some real bonding. You know. And the one thing, you know,
1: I don't want to mislead when I say we're doing a Bible story. Our total time that we shoot for, I honestly, it's a it's a little bit of a rough part of town. And when we were first working with this. Well, especially through the winter, you're arriving when it's dark and you're, your folks are walking out in the dark. And so I tried to let's coach everybody. You know, uh, we all leave together. And what we do is from our folks get there at five and begin the prep. Um, we're ready to roll by six. Um, usually, you know, we've had a little bit of music and as folks are visiting, that kind of thing. At six o'clock, they start their meal Um, at about 20 after to 630. I get up and do a 10 to 15 minute Bible story, often interacting and asking questions with them that gets them involved. And then from there, it's prayer time and we're on the road um, pretty close to seven o'clock. And so it is not. I wanted to stay away from, you know, it's this long church service that we're going to. I wanted to keep this in a way that was something conveying the gospel, giving a, an application, but do it in a soundbite that is, whether you are an old church attender or whether this is something totally different to you, it even leaves you a little bit wanting more um, for the week. So, you know, that format, everybody has to adapt it to their personality, um, but that format has worked really well for us as well.
0: Yeah, and that again kind of makes your, you know, the entire church missionaries, because even if their talk isn't engaging in the Bible, just getting to know one another around tables, that's kind of like the opening, it seems, for for them to have the conversations and for people who want to stick around because they built those relationships. Is that what you've experienced, too?
1: Exactly. And, uh, and when you are doing pra- prayer requests, you know, essentially what you're saying to the folks is tell me about you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And nobody asks that everybody wants to tell, you know, tell that what they have to somebody else. So our folks saying, we care, tell me about what you, what's going on in your world. Um, it, it's a, it's a new feeling for this group. Um, I went so far one week as to um, we passed out New Believers Bibles one week. And with that, I passed out my business card. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, this is my cell phone. Not everybody's comfortable in doing it, but uh, I said, this is my cell phone. If one of you ends up in the hospital, one of you needs to just talk to somebody, um, give me a call. And I've had one or two of them down there that have called me um, sometimes on behalf of another person in the building, but it's slowly we're evolving into not just the group that serves them dinner, but this is their church. Mm-hmm. So that, that connection as well has been a beautiful thing. And in the reality of it is, um, we're, we're actually looking at another site right now, um, you could do one of these every night of the week if you wanted to, but there is a 55 and older community apartment complex um, that one of our ladies is in and that they have been talking to me about, you know, could we have something over there? Well, the size of our congregation is such, uh, I can't put another dinner. Um, that. And so what we're thinking about doing because of the makeup of this group is possibly doing essentially a potluck dinner church. Everybody bring a dish to pass. We'll meet down in the community room after we eat. Then we'll roll into the Bible story and go from there. So either way, you know, these things are things that a a small church could be accomplishing with really no financial. We've not, the only thing the church has paid for in this whole deal has been some paper products. Um there have there has not been a need at any point for the church to kick in money for food. And um so you don't have to have a big budget to pull it off. You don't have to try and figure out how you transport people or how you gain attention. Essentially, with the apartment complex, they said sure you can put stuff up on our bulletin boards. In fact, at Christmas time, we took cookies around with a with an advertisement for dinner church to every apartment. I asked the complex ahead of time because they don't allow solicitors hmm. and that you guys have benefited us by what you're doing. Um, we can't think of any negative side to you just passing something out that says Merry Christmas. And here's the dinner church schedule. Hmm. So, you know, that it's, it's been great with, with very little investment financially on our part to see our folks beginning to see themselves as, as missionaries to their community.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so much embodied in what you've said. You guys have a uh, missional outreach. You guys have community impact. You guys have grown in trust, not only with the people you're serving, but in the community, you know, that this, this apartment building knows you guys by name allows you to do things they wouldn't let other people do. Uh, and all that, you know, just goes to uh, bring the name of Jesus in a much stronger way. So it's awesome to to see that. And on top of that, it's it's it seems like it's kind of automatically multiplying itself, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I imagine when you guys started this project, you were probably like, oh man, just doing one of these on top of all the things that we usually do or the way that we've traditionally done things that seems like a lot. And now it's got you guys amped up to talk about starting another one I I, yeah. uh, I imagine that that would have sounded crazy just, you know, even just a year ago. Well, and and one of the concepts I'm trying
1: to help our church understand is not everybody needs to be at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I mentioned the second one, one of the key key guys in the in the dinner, dinner church we have going on right now, he said, um, you got to know I don't have another night of the week. And I said, if we do a potluck. I said, um, we can have a whole different group of people at that. And I said, don't, this is not to say you've got to be at everything. I said, this church needs to develop some multi-cells so that some can do work at this one. Some can work at that one and you know, that sort of thing. So it's stretching them in that way too. They have traditionally, if some, if the doors are open, they all need to be there, um, This is it's okay with me that not everybody can be at everything. And and I would love the two groups that go that begin these things eventually to just start networking back and forth and sharing ideas with each other. So that's another side that I'm trying to see us get developed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Today, uh, Pastor Paul has given us a, a great example of one of the ways that it works, works for them. And uh, that all just came from the simple question you said, your delegate was like, I wonder if we could take this into this area in town that has been looking for something like this. And now uh, it's probably only been, say, what, eight months since you had that conversation and you've already seen this and and beyond that. So very easy way to get plugged in.
1: And and honestly, so enjoyable. Um, one lady said to me a couple of weeks ago. I said, "What what's the greatest thing that's happened in your life in the last you know few months?" Talking to a, a board, and she said, um, "Dinner church." She said, "I finally found my niche." Um, she said, "I if you'd asked me in the past if I had any gifts, but she said sitting down at that table and praying out loud with people." She said, "I just feel so at home with this." And uh, you know that that was cool to walk away from that meeting thinking about that the need that had been met there as well.
0: Well, hey, everyone. this has been an interview with uh, Paul Parker over at the Cornerstone Community Church in Battle Creek. Uh, he's uh, seen a lot happening in his community all because they branched out to try something new to reach their community. And these are the kind of stories that we're hearing from uh, everyone who is aiming to, to multiply, uh, you know, a lot of times when it comes to multiplication, it sounds sounds hard, especially if you're me because I'm bad at math. So, when it comes <laughs> to things like that, I'm like, oh, that just sounds like so much more effort, so much more work, and the things that I'm trying to do just right now without all that just feel like a lot sometimes. And yet, I think uh, maybe Paul would agree with this. I found that when we aim for multiplication, it just almost everything else almost becomes easier. And I think it's it's partially because the Holy Spirit comes and just kind of uh, empowers us for what he's called us to do in the first place. And and we we start to sense a lot of that and, and he just kind of starts to bring things together. So uh, I really appreciate talking with uh, you today, Paul, and just kind of hearing what's going on there. And I hope that's inspiring to everybody else, giving them the space to push on uh, where they're at as well. So, uh, thanks for, uh, talking with us today and giving us the scoop on what's going on at Cornerstone.
1: Thanks for talking to us as well. You take care.
0: You too. Thanks.